0: us after numerous busy family chauffeurings to various practices and all that sort of things. So. I, re-
1: I really thought that when the kids got older, <laughs> their duties would go away. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it becomes more and more so. <laughs> Foolish man. So yes,
0: I am glad to be back. Well, you were on the cusp, though, because once your daughter gets her license, then yep it does it does actually get much much more enjoyable about so.
1: six months from that so yeah. that is good
0: yeah. But anyway we are yeah. glad that you're with us here today and we are going to dive back into the the truly penultimate episode of slight mm-hmm. uh, but before we do that we Tom had a found a kind of a cool article he's going to share with me here and I'll just turn it over.
1: Yeah. So this is an article from Polygon, and they are talking about the release of the Dungeons and Dragons Dragonlands campaign that will come out in less than a month on December 6th. They talk a little bit about uh, the books. The purpose of the article, though, is kind of giving this idea of we're entering a new era of content and purchasing of content in the Dungeons & Dragons realm. So here's a few details and then I wanna get into how they're packaging the Dragonlance franchise going forth. First of all, I just wanna start by saying that I'm super excited about the Dragonlance um, setting. This is probably even more exciting to me than than when Eberron was released. I was really excited about Eberron because I played Eberron in 3.5. But this, because of the depth of the lore and... Well, you've read
0: because of the books you've read, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and at Gen Con, I got to sit in the the unboxing of the book, the new Dragonlance book, and got to see Tracy Hickman and, oh, why can't I think of her first name? Weiss. Margaret? (laughs) Margaret Weiss, thank you. Uh, they talked about that, and and just sitting in that room. I mentioned on this show the 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 emotion of yeah. fans of that return of that the, to Dragonlance and all of that. So really, really excited about this. Uh, Wizards is releasing the adventure book and the setting book for that. Which looks marvelous. The covers, both covers, the the variant cover, which I will be getting, which is just awesome, and the um, thanks to your connections in the local comic book and shop. Yes, industry. that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, and then the the standard release cover looks very cool as well. Of course, it has dragon on it and lances and all that kind of good <laughs> stuff. War, it's war. Um, so the book is coming out, but then in addition to that, there is going to be a A game, per se. Let me see. I'm trying to look for the the name of the game itself. It is... So, the second component of this, reading just right out of the the article here, the second component is a tabletop war game titled Dragonlance Warriors of Kryn. The campaign and the board game complement each other with some of the campaign's major narrative arcs playing out as set-piece battles on the modular game board. Then players will be able to take their characters and their characters' miniatures and place them directly inside the board game to take part in the struggle. Boons, loot, other perks will carry over between the RPG game and the board game. To me, this is sounding like, oh, to be able to play through the Dragonlance adventure, I now have to have the board game as well. They assure us, the creators assure us that is not necessary. You can do, you can play the game by itself. And it sounds like it's going to have a lot of, and I'm just going off of impressions of reading the article and what I've known from releases about information. It sounds like the game itself kind of plays out the war battle, the battles. Hmm. So you can play it as a war game, but you could also then, when you get to those scenes or those instances in the RPG adventure, you could transition into the game and play out that war through a more, I don't know, structured game, I suppose, oh, right. and then okay. come back into the RPG. Or if you're just playing the RPG and you don't wanna do the game part, you just play it out through roleplay. So it sounds like there's some options there for, for people who wanna try both, do one, do the other. It also sounds like a way to incorporate gamers who are not tabletop RPGers to take part in the Dragonlance world as well. Hmm. I mean, a lot going on here. There is a uh, several different, I think they've identified po- they being polygon has identified four different packages that they have that they have seen come through. So
0: just to to break in first yeah, reaction ahead. as a DM, I'm kind of that that sounds kind of genius because I think one of the most difficult things for DMs is to run roleplay actual full-on battle. Yep. Not just combat, but massive war. armies. Yes, You know, that becomes... I, I know I've seen some, some mechanics for it, but mm-hmm. as a DM, I know personally I would shy away from those sorts of things because I think I would feel overwhelmed. So, yeah. that's kind of cool to think that you can pick up your story, drop it onto this board game to play the war, and then move it back. That that potentially seems like a a really smart solution to right. that issue. And maybe it's not an issue for people, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I feel like that's something that doesn't that's one rare area that doesn't translate super well to D&D mechanics. That's a good point
1: and I know when when I was a kid We came up, at first and second edition, we came up with our own rules of how to run large, you know, uh, war-like battles where it's troops and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't perfect, but for, you know, 12 to 16-year-olds, it worked for us. It made sense to us. Might have been a little broken, too easy on our side or something. You know, who else, I thought, set that up really well? And I don't recall if they ever really got into full out battle like war like battle was the dungeon dudes when there's that invasion of the gate Mm. and they had to do now their focus was more on the espionage of like opening the gate and all that but there seemed to be a lot going on behind the scenes of of armies and things like that that was another way in which you know you could play out war is as the dungeon master kind of have that in your mind of how the battle the war battle would go and give your players those espionage or special operations yeah to be able to try to turn the tide of the war one way or another but agreed if they're if they have created a game a board game a tile this is a tile building game sounds like that solves that problem of like how do you incorporate war and battles with massive troops and armies into an rpg i'm all for it as well I know that they're probably going to love it from a marketing standpoint that it's two different products that we would have to purchase for this. But at the same time, if it's something that assists me as a DM or a player, right. I, I guess I'm all in. Right. So that's where the conversation leads us to. Uh, it is, oh, go ahead.
0: I was, I was just going to say, I I could see where that would be a very reasonable thing, though, because, you know, there's an awful lot of man hours that probably had to go into developing that board game. Too. Oh, yeah, I would so, think so. It's, it's different than just... I, I, I have a few more problems with here's our updated monster manual where we say this monster tends to be chaotic rather than just saying chaotic and then expect us to buy it. That bothers me a little bit. Right. But Or buying something twice, hard copy, and then having to go on and buy the online version, which is going away. I know they're fixing oh, that. Oh,
1: we're going to talk about that actually okay. here. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, those things bother me. The idea that there's this package, but there's these two separate pieces that are both mm-hmm. individually developed, I think, that's fair enough. I should pay for both. Yeah,
1: right. And to be fair, I don't. I, I don't know writers of board games. But Polygon lists the two writers of Dragonlance: Warriors of Kryn, which is the board game. They refer to them as board game heavyweights, Stephen Baker and Rob. Sorry, Rob, your last name. I'm not sure Davio. And and I didn't. There's a link in their article that probably takes them to bios or something like that. So, you know, they've, they've invested, according to Polygon, they've invested in, you know, good writers for this. So here are the packages. First, you got the book. The book is a $49.99 as normal. But if we want to, this is bundle number one that they are, off, that they are mentioning from the Wizards of the Coast, offered by the Wizards of the Coast, the campaign book and the D&D Beyond version of the same material available as a bundle directly from Wizards of the Coast for $59.94. So, if you were to buy those two things individually, that's a $20 savings. And the bundle is free in all 50 states and gives early access to digital version of the game. Instead of waiting to December 6th, you'll be able to start planning your adventure on November 22nd if you have the digital version. So, that's, oh, that's, two, weeks, that's two weeks in advance. Yep. Bundle number two from the Wizards of the Coast is... The Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen Deluxe Edition bundle, which includes a physical campaign book with a foil cover, so a special type of cover, mm-hmm. the digital version of the book, as it, as listed above, and it includes Dragonlance Warriors of Kryn, the board game, and this one is $154.98. Shipping is free in all 50 states. Wizards also tosses in a Dragonlance-themed DM screen, and... There aren't a lot of comparables to the DM screen, but based on the disc- the DM screen in the picture, uh, they'll call the v- value of $15. So there you have both products and the digital for hundred and roughly $155. Amazon has a bundle of exactly the same for $145. And then a bundle number four from Amazon includes, I'm just gonna read their description, A fourth option that's lurking on Amazon right now, they say, is for $175, you can snag the Dragonland Shadows of the Dragon Queen Deluxe Edition. That's the foil cover and the DM screen. You also get a copy of the board game. You will not get a a digital version of the campaign book, however. But what else comes with it is, if you don't already have this, is Fisben's Treasury of Dragons. Oh, being Dragonlance, the land of Crin uh, with the dragons, it makes sense to tie that book into this package. So if you don't already have that book and it's something you've been wanting, that might not be a bad package to go either. So what I wanted to bring this up as discussion is on the really on the digital version. I appreciate the packages. Give us a discount on the game and the book together. Bring it in for $145 on Amazon or $155 from, Amaz- from Wizards. My thing is with the digital version, I'm I'm starting to, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? I just, 49, so $50 for the, for the, for the book. Mm -hmm. But then if we want to add the digital version, they're asking us to toss in another $60 or another $10 to make it a $60 package, $59.94. What's the value to me? I guess it comes down to if I'm buying the physical. What's the value of the digital?
0: Well, I think there are. I I prefer the physical book. I really do. But I also know that most of our players, Mark and some of those folks, are mm-hmm. are on. They're always on uh, a, an iPad or you know, tablet mm-hmm. when they play. So obviously, there's an advantage there. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're playing. I think it is. I, I can see where you do. It is quicker to look stuff up. I think, in the middle of a game, right? If you don't have it already prepared, so I get that. I, I do. It does bug me a little bit because I think, come on, it's already digital before you, before you actually put it in a physical form. So why are you charging extra? It's just because you mm-hmm. can. But I mean, I guess that's part of the. That's kind of so. That's, how that's it works. as a
1: librarian. That's kind of where I come from is I'm already purchasing the product that you want, but now you want me to pay for the duplicate of what I just bought in just a different format. To me, I feel like there's there's a loyalty issue here. So you want me to sign up for d and Beyond, which I've done, I've committed to that, and I create characters on there, especially, and that's, and so one play, I guess one place digital is a huge benefit to me is going to conventions.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't want to carry a that's large true. bag of books to conventions. So there we got, we've got that, but at the table, I'm, I'm much more of a book person. Like you said, some players are, have gone fully immersed at digital and that's good, but I guess I just I really struggle with, hey, I'm making a commitment to you by signing for d and d Beyond and creating characters on d and d Beyond. I, I would like to have that content available to me on d and d Beyond so that I can create my characters fully, right but I'm also making a commitment to purchasing your books, which is where like I don't know and I don't know I, I, I don't I, I don't know where the money all comes from, but I'm still making that commitment. I guess I don't what I'm trying to say is. If I'm spending $50 on the books, why can't you give me a code to get additional content on DD to get that digit that copy on digital for DD Beyond? Now, if you want to make money off of me on, Di- on, on Beyond, start giving me some Beyond exclusive content. Yeah. Give me the books for free if I buy them in physical form. And then Give me a five dollar additional content uh, that I can get that I can't get anywhere else, and I'll bu- I'll probably buy that digitally. Yeah. And so I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like I'm just sort of being as a as a loyal fan. I'm kind of being raked over the coals <laughs> if I want to use D and D Beyond. I don't know. I'd be curious to know what other people think about about that. And I'm yeah. not tr- and I'm not trying to get something for free. I don't think. Like you said, it it's already. It's already exists in digital. I'm not. You're not producing anything new for me.
0: Yeah. You're
1: just giving me access. And so if I'm if I don't buy the book, I don't expect you to give me the digital for free.
0: I'll buy the digital. I could see because like, D and D Beyond you have to. I mean, you can you can get on there free, or you can pay a monthly subscription yes. to get more characters and things like that. It mm-hmm. seems like if you're paying for the subscription, that should be something that they could just throw in that. Right, and they've got yeah. levels, and, and yeah, you can do that.
1: Um, so I don't know. I, maybe I'm just being an old fogey. I'm not fully immersed into the digital world here. But all of my criticism aside, I'm super excited about oh, this. Yeah. I am yeah. fully in on the book and probably won't find the game, too. Well, sure.
0: So, I, would, um, I would be disappointed in you if you didn't. Yeah. I looked back real quick. You mentioned the names that they were well-known game creators, and the oh yeah Davio was the only name I remembered that you said. So mm-hmm. he is. I just looked him up real quick. He has got credits on uh, a Call of Cthulhu version oh, okay. and a couple of Pandemic expansion. Cool ideas. Great franchises. So yeah. So they weren't. They they weren't lying about that. They definitely got a heavy hitter there. I think. Yeah. So and he's about our age. So I like that too. <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> All right, very cool. Well we would be curious to hear what you have to say. What your thoughts are on on D and D, books versus digital. What are your thoughts on 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 that? Is it fair? Is it I mean, who am I to say is it fair or not? I guess it's just Well, you've heard my opinion. We'd love to hear your opinion as well. Be sure to reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, Send us your essays on the benefits of of hard copy print and digital at teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. But we're here also to talk about Slank today. So let's take a quick break. We'll shift gears and we will hop back into Slank. So we'll be right back on Teachers in the Dungeon. And we are back on Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom Gross with Dan Rehm. And it just occurred to me that, Dan, you opened the show. I should have let you do
0: that. Another- <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan very much ahead. Didn't so toss that back right. to you no, there. Sorry about that's that. Good. That's good. You're the professional. I'm just the... Well, I don't, techie, so. I don't know that I go that far, <laughs> but all right. So we So we are on our next to last episode of slight. You were, like I said, you were unable to be in the room when we discussed with paul and mark and chris the right the embarrassing events oh, of argonal and they they had some things to say about about wade's battle behavior that's for sure but uh, it you made know. for some entertaining Entertaining discussion.
1: Sometimes you just lose your cool and you gotta get out of the heat. Sometimes the kitchen just gets too hot. So Wade learned his learned his lesson. He also, you know, and us all comes back to a stinking insight check. If we'd had just done an insight check. So you better be ready when we're back in Slant someday. We're gonna do insight checks like crazy. So don't try to sneak anything by us. Sure. But no, that was, that was a great battle. I have lots of great memories of that, a lot of visuals of monsters chasing and stealing those boxes, the vials away from us.
0: And oh, man. And I made the confession in the episode that that was complete seat of my pants. That battle went so badly for you guys. <laughs> and I was so convinced that I had, I had not balanced it well. And so the th- sudden thought that, wait, they'll just take the vials. That was in the middle of the battle that I thought of that. And it was fortunate that Bert was the one that went down and they could just grab it from him yeah. and go. Yeah. And and then when you guys decided to go straight on to Balano, I thought, Prince Neil's a full-on vampire. He isn't even a vampire spawn. Vampire spawn are <laughs> are really causing you guys some difficulties. <laughs> so how is this going to go? So I did sort of, I sort of plan this a little bit ahead. Again, I just tell all the secrets because that's part of the, what yeah, we're doing absolutely. here. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't make me look very good, but I decided you need a weapon that's going to even the playing field a little bit. So that's where when I came up with the, the message from Namia that said you know basically it gave the clues that you need to look for a trident and yes. you've got to find three stones to put in the trident and then it can it can help you take care of the okay of the the vampire and so you found them all all great story mechanics they made a lot of sense to me they're it was
1: kind of fun getting that i mean what when it, when is it not fun to get a magic item that you kind of assemble mm-hmm. and And have this powerful piece. So I thought that was great. And you know what? I I don't know that we were necessarily overmatched. I think we just made a lot of Bad decisions. We should have broke those vials. We should have insight checked. We shouldn't have gone, like, we, went, we were hook, line, and sinker. Oh yeah, you wanna put a curse around the building? Please do that to keep us safe. Oh, <laughs> come on, what were we thinking? I mean, really, we should have all bit the dust in that battle, but I appreciate the storyline that you that you created and made to continue the story, because, man, really, I, you, you had it all planned right. We just fell
0: into every single trap you set for us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway you guys do survive you get an npc to help you demrick the drunk grumpy cleric yep. of death who i like a lot <laughs> <laughs> and again just to kind of move the story forward you depart you're heading for Balano. as a dm this is one thing i think i'm a little too ocd the thought of just saying okay you get there just seemed wrong to me i felt like you should be living every part of it. And I realize as I've watched Dungeon Dudes and just other, Mm -hmm. and seen other people DM, there's nothing wrong with saying, actually I think it was Russo, Chance Russo. Chance Russo,
1: Russo. I I was just going to say that. Who was
0: very good at saying, you guys can just, you're able to get through. Mm -hmm. Almost before we decided to go, but it was very smart of him because it did move the story forward. Right. In, you know, where we could have dithered so anyway, I hadn't got there yet. I wasn't quite at that. So you guys did have another, another encounter on the way to Baleno. We did. Were you in? Were in sort of a narrow canyon, which clearly was set up for you to be ambushed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was too rigid to really give you any options to to, <laughs> to circumvent. I should have. I should have. But is nope. The, there's a sheer face over here and. the the forest is too thick and (laughs) you hear scary things in there and you know and there's a big sign that says go this way or you'll die you know just I I kind of overdid it but anyway there was a fight and really not much to mention here except for the fact Mark mentioned to me Mm -hmm. that he liked this battle because for the very first time ever he felt like Bert got to be a cleric rather than just a damage sponge at the front
1: yep yeah, that was, that was fun to see. Um, and that, that was a result of leveling up. Is that correct? He, he had gotten some things, or was it the addition of a new...
0: I think I put Demerick in front. That's right. Your damaged sponge. And poor, poor Paul's character, <laughs> once again, found himself <sighs> at the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't
1: remember how that happened, but he got stuck in the middle. We had, we had a pretty good plan, I thought, going in. It, it kind of worked. It wasn't perfect, we were going to try to draw them into the passage of the canyon rather than going in and trying to fight them. And So we were going to draw them in then pull back out and let them come out at us. And somehow, there was something with a fireball. And I don't remember what it
0: was. But You it, were going to fireball, but then one of you was always in the midst of where the yep, other creatures were. Yeah, and, you know... Poor Paul.
1: He wanted to do a fireball so bad. He did, and he got stuck in the middle, and so... We did get them to kind of draw themselves out, and we fought them, and and a uh, mark turned a whole bunch of them that that went out of the canyon, and then yes. we were able to go deal with them mm-hmm. um, afterwards. And there, I, I think Wade, I seem to remember Wade because he's got the quickness of movement of speed. Went chasing after once we dealt with the ones that didn't get turned. That's right. He came out and chased them, and then they took him down. That was a
0: mistake. <laughs> yes, I do remember that now. That. Yeah,
1: and and he he went to chase him down and made a hit. No, I think he missed, and then they just bumbled him because that that broke the that broke the turning. Yes, and they turned on Wade and just beat the snot out of him, and then again Marcus being able to use his cleric healed Wade. He popped up, he ran the other direction <laughs> to take care of two other another group and whatnot. <laughs> it was kind of a, an amusing. Once we realized that we were going to survive this, it became sort of an amusing sort of battle. But nonetheless, we get yes. through that. We get through the canyon. And as we approach Balano,
0: we encounter two women. Is that two, correct? Two older women. Yeah. One is, has fallen into, like, got her foot stuck between some rocks or something. I, I sort of envision you coming down over a hill again, mm-hmm. and, and there's a river, and then across the river there's the town of Ballineau, which is... Small city, I did have fun with them looking up and just shrieking when they see you coming. Like they're they are panicked, right? Which should have seemed a little odd, mm-hmm. but granted, all the monsters around you, yeah. you guys would know that's that's really what the problem is. That they they thought you were vampires or something coming right. to get them. Um, Jenna and Coinrin you do rescue them. Jenna agrees to take you in. And gets you into Baleno, and I think it's pretty clear. I mean, you you want to try to sneak in because this is where Neil is, right? And so she does sneak you into her house, mm-hmm. and then you get sort of a fuller picture of what's going on in the city, right? And we talk to her about
1: you know, she gives us the whole rundown of you know. Her husband is dead, her son's been taken. people have been bit like she even mentions that people have been biting other people and, and so it's it's just sort of a, a mess in the city. but uh, we persuade Jenna that, that we are there to deal with this. Yes, that we didn't come
0: to to do bad, but we came to solve this problem. Yeah. And she does, you know, just to flesh that out makes it pretty clear that, yes, there's a vampire infestation. it started small people weren't really aware of what was going on, just that people would be missing. Mm-hmm. And then it switches into, dad came home last night and tried to attack me, I think he killed mom. Right. And, and so people panicked, and then Neil shuts the gates, saying he's gonna protect everybody. Oh, right. But what he's really doing is locking these people in, and then starts turning them in a much more methodical way. Right. And so people, were, so there's a resistance, but their numbers are dwindling. And I will say that's going into that, talking about the resistance
1: side of it and and who's going to help us with this is I really like the way you you painted this picture of secrecy and a secret resistance in because you started going through you you talked about and you and the characters Jenna and then she introduces us to Shona, and you start going through a series of like, well, they take you to these secret passages. And it just created this really cool image in my head of us like sneaking through the city in this kind of underground sort of way that is it, that shows that there is a a
0: resistance here to Prince Neil. I had to, I had to, I, I had to think. How can you guys avoid being seen? Mm-hmm. And you know, medieval type villages very often buildings will share walls, right? Like row houses and such. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just. I thought, well, they wouldn't have had time to dig actual tunnels, but they could probably put passageways between these houses. Yeah. And so that's what yes, what you and that was cool. Through.
1: I love the way you described all that. But then also it, it was like we met Jenna. Then Jenna takes us to Shona. Then Shona takes us to Nedrick. Mm-hmm. And so we have this like this chain of resistance leaders or soldiers. And so Nedrick, we talked to Shona and Nedrick, and Nedrick wants us to help help him rescue his fa- family, or not rescue his family, but to help them to escape the yes, city. Yes, if nothing else, help me get
0: my wife and kids out of here.
1: Right. And Nedrick leads us through another series of passages, through <laughs> abandoned colli- co- cottages and, and buildings um, to, to see Shona. And we exit finally out of the last secret passage, or at least the last at this point, Into an inn where we meet to Wade's blushing pleasure, (laughs) blushing (laughs) embarrassment. I'm not sure what it was. We meet Shona. Yes. And Shona is is and I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what you said that resonated with me as Wade. I said I wrote down Shona is a buxom redhead and very flirty. Yes. And wants to know why did Shona send us or Jenna send us?
0: Yes. So she is a the bar owner or the tavern keep but she is actually a bard so mm. i i went with the stereotypical randy bard nice type of of feel here and so as you tell her you know this is your plan she is sort of the the key contact that is able to then go out and get some help for fruit, you Yeah. And it, it does seem like a long shot, but the, the people she recruits, I mean, there's a broken down drunk fighter and herself as a bard and, and, you know, a couple others that might help or might not, but they all kind of shrug and say, I mean, they're kind of fatalistic. You know, they realize they can go down swinging or they can just go down, but right. this looks bad either way, so they might as well try to resist. So, and you got a good-looking bunch of
1: adventurers f- here yeah, to help so, you out. So. so
0: they are willing to kind of throw in with you, and you you do gain a little more lore mm. from a couple of the people that you meet. Right. That tell you the pieces start to come together. That the vampire, the undead that are being used here are actually part of a plan to fight Orcus. Right. That there is a a a ancient wrong that's been done and the elves are involved the high elves are involved mm. and as a result of some betrayal or something there is a there's a high elf that that twisted some of the gifts of around the god of death to create her own abilities to try to fight orcus okay so you guys are sort of trapped between The orcus himself hasn't really made. None of his followers have made an appearance in this Mm -mm. at all. So no, but those
1: puzzle pieces have been out there. And I remember when you were when we were gathering that. I remember the eye looks (laughs) across the table between all of us, like, "Oh, that's a like that's a puzzle piece we hadn't really heard in a while." Mm -hmm. Um, And so things, yes, things kind of started coming together.
0: Yes. So you know that they were that the, the, the creature named Sweetest Death was once an elf named Ivana. Mm-hmm. She and her lover, Arian, were betrayed by Kerdic, the archmage of the high elves. And so there's a... And he was under the sway of Orcus, and it just... So anyway, there's all that back there. It doesn't necessarily change what you have to do now. Right. But at least you understand, okay, here's why how things have been set up. Yes. Neil has been sent by sweetest death. He is attempting to create a looks like an army of undead Mm -hmm. starting with this city. Right. And we're here to mess that up. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: Along with that, we start getting some insight into what we're walking into. They give us sort of a... A general feel of what the main, you know, how to get into the palace. They give us some layout of the courtyards and and what we should expect when we get in there. Um, They also give us some background as far as where we might find the throne room and those sorts of chambers. Yes. We
0: get the resistance together. Yes. So, and and at that part, it's a pretty straightforward task to get in because it becomes clear that it isn't really guarded against you. Right, And so you were able to go right in mm-hmm. and then someone locks the doors behind you. Yep. So, <laughs> so again, this was, this was sort of his game plan. Yeah. So you were inside his lair and this is, this is like DM therapy for me. We were going, we, I was going back to these notes when we were getting ready to do this show, mm-hmm. and I found a whole section that I don't know why I forgot that I wrote. Um, oh, But I'd like know, to hear this. The whole, <laughs> the, the, the entire battle is not, I didn't, I didn't do this any of the, I don't know what happened. I wrote all this stuff down, and I just, I think I just forgot about it. And I just went ahead with a straight ahead, go get the bad guys. Here's the, oh. here they are. I had written down that what was what I intended to have happen was that this would play sort of like a haunted house, oh, and like an actual going through a haunted house at Halloween, mm-hmm. where he would have guests and other servants hidden, and as you searched, they would try to seize members of your group and oh. drag them off. And so you would dwindle in number as they grabbed them. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that would have been so awesome. Why didn't I? Why didn't I remember? I wanted to do that. Hmm. So That's anyway, cool. I'll save that for another day. <laughs> so we'll have to do that some <laughs> other time. So as it is, does, I think Neil monologues a bit. He does. So you you do find him in the throne room, mm-hmm. and he welcomes you. Yeah, what I have is welcome. Thank you
1: for speeding up the process, he says. (laughs) And then he asked the question, who is it that serves Orcus? Yes. At least that's
0: that's what I have here. So he assumes that, yes, you, or he just wants to poke at you guys and try to convince you, hey, I'm not the bad guy here we're fighting right. orcus a demon and and
1: all of that had been sort of set up and we had even considered it well sep- several episodes ago when we <laughs> talked about this that's right we talked about how maybe we join prince neil to deal with what the whites yeah that was it to deal with the whites and then when that happens then we go and we fight for prince neil and i don't know whose idea exactly that was but that didn't set well with Wade. <laughs> <laughs> with wade and and i think bert i think bert and i were like no we vampires are vampires bad
0: guys are bad guys yes so if we have to deal with them separately we deal with them separately yeah um well that would have been disastrous because the whites and the vampires were allies they're working together yeah so you you were on it must have been must have been Jacques i, th- I was just thinking, thinking that. That. and <laughs> so he was on the right track that there's two factions of undead but he picked you haven't seen the other factions Right. Don't, it, yeah. He never showed up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's maybe for a future thing. So the the fight begins, and you find out you're not just fighting Neil. There's the always ghasts around. Right. But he also has two human familiars that do some pretty nasty things. And then, worst of all, a caster comes out. Yes. And you recognize an old friend. Yes. Brog- uh, What is it? Brogan. Brogan a Brogan. Brogan a Brogan.
1: Yes. Who we. We met way back when yes. we were
0: in the mountains. He's co- coming from Ayn. Yes, you met him in Ayn. You yes. traveled with him to that very first mine to find out why miners were disappearing. We're disappearing. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was that so, was a little disconcerting. So he's been turned. Yep. And so the battle is joined. And I don't know what you remember of the battle itself, this is in the room where there's like a a ledge up on top. is that the is that the battle? or is yes, that, there's a s- stairs up to it would be like a loft, sort mm-hmm. of like a musician's loft right above the main and
1: so I, I just remember <laughs> I remember being very, very frustrating because lair actions are frustrating as all get out. <laughs> and I believe that's what Prince Neil had. We were in his lair, and so he was using layer actions. That's player frustration as characters.
0: We we were actually fighting pretty well. Well, you were particularly because a couple of you got charmed. Yep. And, right out of the gate. and then
1: we got split up because they were picking us off from up on that the loft. Uh, loft. And so I think it was. Did Jacques and Stumbleduck go up into that loft?
0: I can't remember who went up there. I've been broom the tabaxi. Mm, that or could be. Maybe he was down. So, yes, definitely Jacques went up there. And and so you the the one advantage you had, I think you couldn't attack the vampire but himself from the charm, but I think you were able to hit some of the other Mm -hmm. minions. Yeah, we were doing really well. And what, what, what kept us alive
1: in this battle were the NPCs, the resistance fighters. Yes. Because they were kind of at the back of the room by the entrance. And so they were cutting off anybody trying to come in. And kind of dealing with them, but they also were using their arrows, ranged weapons, to kind of keep some of the minions at bay, and and would weaken them so that we could finish them off. Mm -hmm. And I remember we got really jam-packed over in, uh, like, the the door that went to the back. There was a door and a
0: hallway back to private quarters. And
1: that's where Brogan to Brogan came from, and would Mm -hmm. step out, cast, and step back, and And Prince Neil would do the same thing. They're kind of doing pot
0: shots and then they disappear, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. And it took a while before, and and I think it was hard for Bert. Bert had the trident. Trident. Mm -hmm. So it took a while for him to maneuver to where he could jab Neil. Neil. But he did manage to get two wounds with it. And you could see it had an effect. It was making a difference. And again, in the in the lore, I'd created three tines to the trident, three gems, and he, yeah, each one he's when he'd stab a different one would flare. Yes. So trying to convey, you just got to, to, right. to get it. You don't actually have to worry about HP. You just have to get him three times. Just keep So pretty. It was kind of a war of attrition, but I think you guys, it was fun to sort of maneuver and. Think through this.
1: Tons of maneuvering, and how do we deal with people who are charmed? And we were kind of beaten on them while trying to beat off the minions. If I remember right, mm-hmm. it just—it just—it it was a great, fun battle to play. The dynamics of it were really cool, and figuring out the magic item, figuring out how to deal with the charm, and also, I want to say that once again, one of the things that was keeping. Burt back was, he was playing his cleric role at the same time. He had to keep, keep, yeah, healing, keep us. healing Although
0: the bard could help you a little bit, too. Okay, is that where the healing was coming from? I can't remember. There's I a couldn't little bit remember of that. A But also, he was, yes, because the NPCs were going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I Honestly, I, I was <laughs> trying to kill them in the sense that if they drop, they drop. I wasn't going right. to, but you, you kept... You one of the one of the major achievements for you guys was I don't think any of your NPCs died I think you kept them all yeah, alive Yeah I think they all stayed alive for this through yeah. this But then so after the second jab with the trident Neil gets a little panicked and he so it, the session ended in a probably a slightly dissatisfying way for all of you because he vanishes. Oh. And you're stuck. I couldn't wait for the next month. I <laughs> thought it was great
1: the way you ended it. We're like, oh, we're in the middle of a battle. But we kind of needed that respite. Mm-hmm. And it left high tension as we finished that night to talk about what are we what, what what are we expecting when we go down that hallway? Who do we go after first? Because we have the spellcaster Brogan or Brogan. We have and we have of course Prince Neil. And I'm sure there are more minions and guests down that hallway that we would have to deal with. And so was, it
0: left a lot for us to think about. And I was hoping that, and, and I was sure you would, but I, I, was, I was uncertain that you had, I, I threw a line in the poem from Nimia, slay the first and save the rest, or something like that. Oh. And I was scared to death you guys were going to just slaughter Brogan, but if you, if you killed Neil, Brogan would pop back to human. Okay. Okay. So that's what I was a little bit hoping you guys would spare your buddy (laughs) and try to help him. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next session to uh,
1: (laughs) next episode to find out what happens there, because I don't know that we were thinking that way. I was going to say, I don't think you were. No, it was, it was, everyone's got to go. Everybody's got to go. So... A lot of action in this one. A lot of, I, I really like the way you put this together, that there's a lot of thinking and um, maneuvering of resistance, the secret passages, a lot of visualization through that beginning of the session. And then a great, very cool battle with a lot of tension because we knew that this was, you know, this is the boss. Yes. At least we thought, I mean, mm-hmm. we assumed that the boss was going to happen here. So we have a lot of tension in us, making sure that we played everything uh, outright and you threw a lot of you threw a lot of surprises our way with the charming and and all that but we knew we had the magic item <laughs> we had the piece we needed to defeat uh, neil
0: and so what I was you left us hanging what I was trying to work up was a credible which i'm I'm glad you appreciated the different characters you met along the way because that w- was from my standpoint what I wanted to work on was a believable set of survivors in the town, but you couldn't be sure who was trustworthy. Uh, right. And and to be honest, I that's another area where I probably overplanned based on my abilities as a DM, in that I, I actually sheared away several folks. And again, it just didn't work out that you met everyone. And I think that's how you have to kind of plan as mm-hmm. a DM is sure. you you plan a 10 inch radius circle of people and they meet a six inch radius of circle of people. Sure. Are others beyond there. That makes sense. But there were, as I was looking through my notes, I thought, Oh yeah, that person never came up. And that there were several different ends, but the way you came into the town, to tell the truth, you came in like a week later and from a totally opposite direction from what I had originally planned. <laughs> because based on once you guys were in Pierre. hmm you were originally just going to go straight. We talked about it. Yeah. And I yep. thought, oh, I better get this ready. So you would have been at a different time. The people of the town wouldn't have been as aware of what was going on. Oh. It was it would have been a whole different mm-hmm. situation. But it wasn't two weeks, but several days difference. Right. And more things had turned. Yeah. Uh, for the city
1: itself. Yeah. So it was a little, probably a little easier coming into the city when we did then I mean not good for them but good for us as far as being able to find a resistance or someone to help us right away yeah interesting interesting how all that always plays out yeah I, I mean, what better way to finish an episode than in the middle of a battle? Yes, <laughs> and it's the battle where we are engaged with the boss of the story.
0: Yeah, thus got, far, and
1: you got him on the run. We have him on the run, so you don't want to miss next episode. That is for sure. But yeah, love to hear what you think about uh, Slint where we are so far. I know, I know, I wasn't here for the discussion about running away from battle. But have you ever had a character that just had to retreat, had to get out of the heat? I'm gonna take my opportunity now to, I want to hear those stories so that, you know, Wade,
0: Wade doesn't look. So you can feel better. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can feel better about what Wade had to do. Love to hear about your stories of introducing characters to um, a resistance yeah. or getting them involved in a faction to take care of an evil or did you ever lead them into the wrong faction and think that that was the right thing to do? Because that was always in the back of our mind as well. Yes. Is, (laughs) because we know you. (laughs) (laughs) Is this, the are these the people that are going to help us or are these the people that are going to slaughter us from behind? (laughs) I don't think you've ever actually done that to us yet, but
0: I... No, no. Yeah. Well, you, mm, we haven't, I did a little bit when you trusted the I mean, looking back on it, when you trusted the cleric of death, of all deaths, Kerdic. Oh, right. With the wound that wouldn't heal. Yep. And the very plausible, oh, just go down in the dungeon and help us out. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, that 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 actually, he didn't actually try to kill you. He just wanted you to kill his enemies for him. Right. So,
1: all right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Yeah. And uh, unless you got anything else to, to add... No, I think we'll uh, save it all for next time. All righty. Well, until next time, keep rolling those 20s, and hey, keep your cool and stay in the battle. See you next time.
0: That wraps up
1: today's session, so thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure subscribe to the podcast have questions thoughts or ideas check the show notes for our website and our contact information this podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by wizards of the coast hasbro or any other third-party dungeons and dragons entity teachers in the dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.